a good Nerev Shabbos. I want to share with you something that's very, very relevant. And to really give everyone a lot of chizuk. There's a bracha that we give our children. Many yidn do it every Leil Shabbos. And many yidn do it only Ergim Kippur. But everyone knows the bracha of Yisimcha Aleikim Ke'efrayim Uchemenasha. We have a bracha that we give our children that they should be like Ephraim and Menashe. There are many, many, many wonderful pshatim. But perhaps if I can share with you a very, very important pshat that will give us chizuk. We all know in this week's parsha, Yaakov Avinu takes Ephraim and Menashe and he switches them around and he puts Ephraim in front of Menashe. And Yosef is horrified. How could you do this? Didn't you learn from your mistakes, Yaakov? Don't you remember what you happened when me, when you put me ahead of my brothers? What happened? How detrimental that was? How could you go ahead and make the same mistake and put Menashe in front of Ephraim, Ephraim in front of Menashe? This is how Yosef gently argues with his father. And his father looks at him and he says, no, Yosef, it's not a problem. I can put Ephraim before Menashe and you'll see it won't bother Menashe. Because today there's a world post Yosef HaTzadik. Maybe that was an issue when there was jealousy, there was issues. But after Yosef went ahead and had the opportunity to get back at his brothers, and instead of being mad at them, and instead of being upset at them, what does he do? He goes ahead and he says, no, you didn't understand. This was supposed to be. I came down. It's a schus for me. I was sent down And he looks at his brothers with such a positive eye. Yaakov tells Yosef, you don't understand. Your kids will not have this problem. And he wanted to honor Yosef. So he switched and he specifically put Ephraim before Menashe. And Yosef said, no, don't make the mistake again of favoring the younger child. And, and, and Yaakov gives him the ultimate compliment. He goes, your kids will not have this problem. Because your kids had a father like you who, who, had, who unbelievably did not get mad at his brothers and sisters, uh, his brothers. And that's why Yaakov Avinu gives the ultimate compliment to his to, 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 to his to his Yosef. When you sit or stand the next time and you give your child a bracha, that bracha is so deep and so powerful. You give a bracha to your children. That should one brother be wealthier than the other? Should one brother be more successful? Even more importantly, one brother is a bigger Talmud Chacham than the other one. One brother does better than the other one in some other way. It should never affect your relationship. Just like Menashe didn't get upset. It's the greatest bracha in the world. The greatest bracha you can give your kids. There isn't anything bigger. 
That's the depth of this problem. That's why there's a Chazal tell us, Rashi brings in this week's parasha, we say, Begin that Yosef's children, no Ayn Hara, could ever affect Yosef's grandchildren. Because Yosef had such an Ayn Toiv, he had such a good eye, that no evil eye can affect him. Because when you have a good eye, an evil eye cannot affect you. Chaim Velazhner says something beautiful. He says, when you face someone, automatically your right eye, which represents the stronger side, is against the other person's left eye, which represents the weaker side. And your job in life is to have your strong eye. <laughs> Excuse me. Your strong eye. Go ahead and see positively to your friend's weaknesses and your friend's shortcomings. Everything could be looked at as bad. I once shared in Shul a cute story that uh, Rabbi Pelkowitz Sr., who was the rabbi of the White Shul for many, many decades, once shared a story about a man who worked in uh, Fenway Park. And his son always dreamed, you know, of a day off, he'll be able to go with, with his father. His father cleaned in Fenway Park, and he wanted to come with his father. It was his dream to stand at home plate in Fenway Park and just use his imagination that he's a professional ball player. And guess what? He did just that one day. He, um, in those schools, father took him. The boy went with his bat and balled to home plate. And he was just throwing up the ball and swinging. One of the men there turned to the father and said, you know, I've been watching your son for the last five minutes. Last 10 minutes. He hasn't hit a single ball. He struck out every single time. He threw up the ball, he missed. The father watches and sees every single game, every single, he goes over, he walks downstairs to, to the field, tells his son, now Johnny, what's going on today? You can't, uh, you can't seem to hit a shot. He goes, you having a bad day? He goes, actually, I'm having my best day ever. So his father looks at him, he says, I've been watching you swing and swing and miss. He says, Daddy, you don't get it. I'm pitching today. I'm not hitting. I've been pitching a no-hitter. What an amazing insight Rabbi Pelkowitz shared. You're watching someone, and you're watching him swing and miss, and you're saying, this guy's such a loser. Because you're assuming he's the hitter. This boy was dreaming that he's the pitcher today. And he, every time he missed, he was a success. You have to learn to look at things. Positively. Someone striking out could be positive. So many of us jump to so many quick conclusions first. Yosef at Sadiq is the Rebbe. He learned it from Rachel, which is another share in its own. We're not going to get to now that Rachel's kids had this amazing selflessness and seeing positivity when she gave the Simonim to Leah. But for this week, we're just focusing on Yosef. Incredible. What's the bracha? Your kid should be also, that you can have the younger one better than the older one, and it's not a problem, because they have a father like Joseph. Remember, your right eye looks at someone's left eye. You need to have and work on having a more positive. Look how Yosef took this whole situation and looked at it so, pos so positively. I'll finish with a, a story that gives me tremendous chizuk. I spent inspiration how you have to stop and before you jump to conclusions. 
Rabbi Yechiel Spiro, in, in one of his books, he says a story that happened to him. He says that uh, what happened way back, he says in the year 2009, he was speaking, and I said he made tshuva, drasha. And he thought he did a great job. Two days later, he gets a phone call. Saseris so made tshuva, by the way. And a guy tells him, by the way, I want you to know you spoke terrible. It was uninspiring and awful. So Rabbi Spiro was like waiting for this guy to finish. And he says, how dare you speak about materialism? He spoke about, you know, being too gashmi, is taking too much materialism. He said, there was a $10,000 gold watch that you were wearing you had in front of you and he said i all the people in my section now by the way rich people a lot of times sit in the front were all so disgusted now obviously he was speaking against materialism so the rich person was getting nervous because he probably overindulged and had a very fancy house and many fancy cars he didn't like it and he went ahead and he started screaming up his fear the chutzpah you have you're a rabbi with a ten thousand dollar gold watch nights in the mine and you're gonna tell up he was literally berating rabbi rabbi spiro um asks the man, he says, I'm going to assume that you were not there at the beginning of the speech. The man says, how do you know? He says, because I started off my speech that I don't have a watch. Could someone lend me their watch? And a wealthy gentleman on the front seat, in the front row, stood up and gave me his watch. He goes, yeah, yeah, I came in. I didn't see that. I came in afterwards. He says, oh, I'm sorry. He says, I feel bad because I riled up the whole front row how despicable it was that you gave a speech about materialism with a $10,000 gold watch. A man ruined an Aseris he made Shuvah for all the people in his row, many people in front of him and behind him, by laughing at this man because he had a gold watch and he was speaking. When the man clearly, Rabbi Spiro said, he borrowed that watch, he never had a $10,000 watch in his life, never will have one. But we jump to conclusions. We, it's, it's an ayin ra. Yosef HaTzadik teaches us with an ayin taif. So, you want to know how you could have children like Ephraim and Menashe? Tells Yaakov, you know, to Yosef, watch, I could put the young one for the old one, but because they're your kids, it's not going to have a detrimental effect. It's not going to be a problem. Because when kids see parents being positive and selfless and not taking revenge at anyone who tells them anything or does something, you know what happens? They learn that way. And Yaakov proved it to Yosef to give him the ultimate compliment and said, look at you. Your kids will be just fine. Because you were good, for, were so fine to your brothers. Your kids will be amazing. The next time you're giving your kids a bracha, they should be like a Ephraim Menashe. It's a bracha that you and your home should be so positive. Remember, see things positively. Look at the strikeouts as the pitcher and not as the batter. Assume that maybe it's not the way you seem, just like Rabbi Spiro's story with the watch. And in that schos, we'll be zeched that our children will be like Ephraim, Uche Menashe, that will get along and be positive. And with that kind of ayin toiver, we will definitely be zeched to end up. But Karab Mamish in Yushalayim, Yerakaydish, have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos.